0: And all the different things that we do. Please follow me on Instagram, which is Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property. Or on YouTube, my page is Terry Blackburn Property. Me myself, I've been from Rags to Riches, had nothing. Now I've built multiple businesses, turning over millions of pounds of a multi-million pound portfolio of property up in the northeast of england i am by no means done yet so please get in touch if you love the show if you have any feedback for me i'd really appreciate that and i'm happy to help as many people as i possibly can that's what this show is all about so enjoy the episode take care have a fantastic day and don't just take notes take action just before the podcast starts i just want to let you know i've released a book on amazon called be a lion So Be A Lion is about how to dominate and how to be successful in every part of your life. The four main parts of your life being your business or your career, your property, empire, your property, business, uh, your health and fitness, and your relationships. Now, if you can be more successful in those four areas, business, property, health and fitness and relationships, I'd imagine your life's going to be quite a bit better. It's not one or the other. It's not sacrificing your health and fitness in order to be successful at work. And it's not being really, really wealthy, uh, you know, at the expense of your your relationship. You can be happy, successful content in every single part of your life. And the book does explain how I do that and how I believe you could replicate what I've done and just be a little bit better in each part of your life. So it's on Amazon, be a line. It's 15 quid, cost of a Domino's pizza, I'm sure everyone listening to this can afford 15 quid and it might just change you and it might just make you a little bit better in each part of your life so pop on amazon grab it that'll be massively appreciated and enjoy this podcast have a fantastic day hi and welcome to the rags to richie show with myself terry blackburn now today's guest is all the way from baltimore in the us it's khalil who is one half of the charm city buyers been speaking to Khalil online, had a good chat a couple of weeks ago. Really interesting guy. He's got a really good story. I think you'll all enjoy listening to. Uh, his construction firm have built over 300 houses. He has a project just about to start where he's building over 50 units. He has a personal portfolio himself, and he's coached literally thousands of people across America about getting into property development. So I think it'll be a different story. And hopefully we can extract a few lessons and gems from the, the session to, uh, to hopefully inspire you. So welcome to the show, Khalil. Thank you so much for having me, Terry. Really excited to be here and, and be on the show. No problem. No problem at all. Thank you for coming on. you come Come across as a very happy, smiley person. I like dealing with and speaking to happy <laughs> people. Always smiling. Love it. <laughs> yeah, Going man. So, Khalil, what we like to do on the show is we like to talk about your three key parts of your career so far. So first bit is just how you got into property, how it actually started for you. Middle part is the exciting part, the growth part, how you have went from zero to where you are right now. And the last part is the current. So that's what your attention and your focus is on right now, where you see Charm City buyers going forward. So could you start by telling us a little bit about the start, so how it started for you,
1: please? Yeah, sure thing. So I'm born here and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, shortly after graduating college, I, uh, I had an opportunity to actually house hack, which for those who don't know, is when you live in one unit and you rent the others. Um, so I moved back home with, with my parents and I saved a significant amount of money very aggressively. Um, I had a spreadsheet, I remember, and certain friends I used to go out with that I can't go out with anymore because I spend too much money. Um, but I, in about 18 months, I saved about $25,000. Um, and that's living at home. That's not you know buying a new car fresh out of college, no traveling, just nothing. Um, didn't know what I wanted to do at that time, but I knew something entrepreneurial was calling me right something that i needed the freedom i needed something to build community i needed something an assets to pass forward and positive impact on the world you mentioned me smiling it's because every day i wake up my feet hit the ground and i love what i do and i'm sure you're the same way terry so bad. So, bad. Um, so, so when i when, when we when i moved to connecticut uh, a state a few states north of me um, to to chase love my 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 now wife um, Uh, we looked at each other and, you know, we were going out a little bit and having some fun, but we really sat down in our early twenties and said, what are we going to do for the rest of our lives? This isn't it. This can't be the rest of life. So we looked at different opportunities and stocks and and all kinds of different things. And real estate was something that really stuck out for us. Uh, something tangible, something we know is going to always appreciate and value at the end of the day, they're not really creating much more land, but the population keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, so we, we formed our first company and decided, you know what, we're going to get started. So it was 2012, about 10 years ago, um, and uh, uh, we bought our first shell. So our first shell was a three-unit multi um, in a slightly rough area in the, in, in the north end of Hartford, um, but we saw the opportunity, and we saw the opportunity strong and fast. Uh, we fixed it up. We, we, our very first tenant is still our tenant now. Uh, we, we purposefully rents slightly below market. Um, and that's because we're out of state owners. And for us, turnover is just something that we don't want to deal with, right? That, that headache of turnover. So they, they can't find something as good in terms of quality, um, you know, for, for the price. Um, so fast forward just, just a, a little bit, we, we built a, a portfolio of rental units. That was our first kind of uh, 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 milestone. Then we decided, okay, let's do some flips. Let's do some for sale housing, some bigger projects. We did that. Um, uh, and then what was pretty fun is that I got tapped by a larger developer, a commercial developer, who had done uh, 17 million square feet of commercial development. Um, he had done the, uh, the Boston Red Sox baseball stadium. Uh, he had done the Under Armour factory, which is a significant uh, uh, retail producer here in Baltimore, Maryland based, based here. Um, but what he realized is that as he was doing commercial developments, the real winners were the people who were doing the residential on the outskirts, right? The, um, the value that, that, that folks got, the, the, the ROI that folks got uh, uh, was pretty significant. So he wanted to build out a housing division. So he tapped me and said, hey, I see the work that you're doing, um, wanna bring you in uh, you know, and, and see if there's some kind of way that we can mutually benefit here. Um, so what was what was pretty cool is that you know, starting this housing division, um, almost like taking a step back and deciding, OK, this could this could significantly slingshot me forward exponentially. Right. I can learn so much here. I can make the connections. Um, I can grow. I can do like formal pro formas and financial models and get political context and community context. So I did it. Uh, so for, so at at the time. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur you're thinking well you know i've left my full-time job my wife left hers we're full-time entrepreneurs we have a certain lifestyle i don't need to go back to work right <laughs> yeah. um, but what was nice was that uh, uh, we sat in that seat for about three years and we really learned a lot
0: and do you think do you think that was it i was going to come on to learn and do you think obviously dealing with somebody who's operated at that level who's built huge factories and huge commercial units did that shape sort of the way you think and the way you are now in your, in your property sort of journey? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for
1: us, um, being able to immerse ourselves um, with with bigger players, quote unquote, with larger developers and um, and see behind the scenes how, how larger development works. It's different than those kind of onesies, twosies, scattered site houses. Um, and that's just how life goes. Right. As you're kind of traveling through life, you're, you're attracting certain people into your world, in, into your sphere and, um, and and leveraging that to help slingshot you forward.
0: I think that's a, a really good point. Um, everybody, I truly believe this, everybody needs a mentor in various parts of the life. And some people, you know, you coach a lot of people, obviously. So you, I'm sure you come across this. Some people view that as it's a cost it costs me to do this when it it, it shouldn't be looked at like a it cost it's an investment mm-hmm. right and in, in being mentored or just being around people who are operating at that level it can only push you on and you can only learn something from it and that, that's something I've done personally a lot is surround myself with people who are doing much more than me because it humbles you and you think yep. you know what I'm not doing as good as I thought right I need to I need to push on, don't you, you know, it, it, it gives you that, right? Um, yeah. Are you still, you know, do you still work with this guy now? Do you still have any businesses together or is he a friend now? Or So he, he's still a friend. We, um,
1: you know, we, we still see each other. We, we don't have any formal work together, but I've always left the door open. Look, if you guys need any help with anything, please let, let us know. Um, if we need help with stuff, we'll reach out to you and, um, and see if we can mutually benefit and you know, iron sharpens iron. He's a great guy. So hopefully there's some, um, I know there's going to be some future business.
0: Yeah. Love that. It's a great phrase we're in the UK. I don't know if you've heard it over there is, is your network is your net worth. You heard that one. Yeah. And that's exactly, all right. So that's right. The more you, the more you hang around with this guy, the yep. more opportunities you're going to attract, you're going to be inspired more and, um and also like what you said you left the door open i believe that in business is um never burn your bridges if you can sometimes the other person burns the bridge but as, as long as you try to keep the the bridges there you know you never know what might come in the future right
1: yeah uh, that's exactly right 100 for us um the 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 law of of averages is real so if the you know you're the average of the five people with whom you spend the most time and i'm sure you've heard something similar um so yeah, if you I hang know. out with plumbers you're probably going to end up being a plumber if you hang out with millionaires you're probably going to end up being a millionaire right <laughs> so i try yeah. to try to surround myself with you know like-minded people who are community centric um who who enjoy working hard who um uh take the the real estate development, community development space, and, and, and try to create the communities of the future to make sure that folks who are living and, and want to live in areas can thrive and, and raise kids and um, you know, walk to work and eat and all that kind of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, man, love that. I completely agree too. Uh, and on the, on the flip side of that, if you hang around with five alcoholics, you're going to have a drink, right? And if you knock around with five gambling addicts, you're probably going to have a bet. And a gamble every yep. now and then, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a productive year environment for sure. Um, yeah, I love that. And that's in business, in property, in your personal life too. Um, mm-hmm. Every part of your life. Um, okay, I love that. So, so you left the Construct This guy working with this, this commercial developer. Um, what happened next? What did you go on to do and why?
1: Yeah, so shortly after that, um, we had already been doing flips and we, we continued our portfolio and we shared with him in the very beginning, look, we're, I'm not going to stay here forever. I've got my own operation. I've got my own dreams and aspirations. And he was fine with that. Um, so we left and, um, and my wife and I kept flipping houses. We, we did a few more. And then um, about a year after that, um, uh, one of the general contractors with whom we had been working over the last five or six years, providing him with about you know 75 to eighty percent of his business through our own uh, projects and other projects that we were co- connected with, whether that's our students or other developers. Um, uh, he had a partner exit. So we looked at him and had a conversation like, well, are you looking for another partner? And this was 100% my wife's idea. She's the brains of the operation. She's high level thinking. She does this stuff. <laughs> all I do is like swing hammers and build build houses. No, <laughs> your, Is that why you see it now? Is she there? Oh, no. <laughs> She's not here. <laughs> but I love to give credit where, where credit's due, you know. Um, so we, we we sat down and he said, yeah, you know, I think it'd be great to have another partner. I don't want to do all this. On my own, it's, it's tough. I want to grow. I want to expand. I see what you guys are up to. Let's 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 chat. So about three months after that, we're signing a new operating agreement, and um, you know we're putting our, our, our stamp on it. Uh, and this construction company, uh, in in their own right, has done over three hundred houses, including ours. Um, you know we're probably up to about three hundred twenty five houses at this point, maybe three thirty, um, with a, a, a significant pipeline but just to be able to have a niche in in, uh, residential construction, full gut rehabs, because the houses that we do and the houses that we target um, are are very rough shape. And I'll I'll talk a little bit more about that in a a second, but to have that connection and to bridge that gap a little deeper, where we can provide direct construction services to our mentors, to to our mentees, excuse me, and to ourselves, it's a game changer for us. It's another uh, uh, profit center, but more significantly, the idea of vertical integration um, is, is really showing its true form as we continue with the development, with our group coaching program, now construction, and then some more significant things. Um, I want to quickly talk about the houses in in, in Baltimore City, um, because I know your audience may or may not have, have visited this side. Um, uh, it's, it's important to know kind of what that landscape looks like. So Baltimore City... Um, you know it's it's been disinvested for for decades so uh baltimore city used to be a million person city um now we're down to about six hundred thousand. so as you can imagine we had housing stock to house a million people but we don't have that now so there's plenty of vacant blighted abandoned houses throughout baltimore city um and this is where a lot of you know the 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 negative thoughts about Baltimore come in from TV shows like The Wire or um, the Freddie Gray uprisings that happened a few years ago. Um, The reality is that the the, the vacant houses are there because there just aren't enough people. So the state and the city are doing things like providing financing and and grants to to demo houses and create little pocket parks or create room for commercial or create room for new new housing. so when we go into na- neighborhoods and we, we target very specific neighborhoods where, um, where there's a transition point, right? this is a block where a block to the south, houses may be selling for $250,000. A block to the north, houses are selling for $100,000. right? And we go into that very prime area and say, okay, we see a few vacant houses. These houses um, do not have windows. These houses do not have roofs. These houses may have trees growing out of them. Um, these houses have have don't have a back wall these houses may be so collapsed and deteriorated that you can walk through the front door but you really can't walk anywhere else <laughs> yeah, really? these are the that types
0: one. of how wow. yeah yeah these yeah. are the types of houses so, that so types just of- to there up there how how and why are they so run down is it is it from a storm or something or is it just been because it's been left vacant for so long what is the how how are they in that condition
1: yeah, it's because it's been left vacant for so long. So long. That's really exactly why. Me. Yeah. So, you know, 40 years of deterioration and um, uh, disinvestment will absolutely do, do that. As soon as the roof goes, which, you know, a roof shelf life, you know, 10 to 20, maybe 30 years at, at the most. But as soon as that roof goes and the water starts coming inside, the stairs collapse, the joists, the subfloor, everything starts to collapse in, into the base. Now, the, the bricks, the, the, the four walls are strong, right? The bones are strong. Um, but the interior is is completely collapsed. And it's, it's, a, it's a long convoluted history. There was redlining at one point, which started here. Um, uh, and redlining for those who don't know was the legal practice where uh, lenders, insurance companies and others would literally draw lines on a map and say, we are not gonna invest money. We're not gonna loan money. We're not gonna provide insurance in these areas. Now, unfortunately yeah now unfortunately um, it Baltimore City is the birthplace of it and unfortunately those areas were primarily African American where um, where uh, disinvestment was targeted so as you can imagine if if folks aren't being provided loans to buy houses um, then uh, uh, the 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 appreciation of houses slows down and this is a policy over 10 20 30 50 years right so um, So if the appreciation of the house slows down, um, then the the value of the house, which is what taxes are based on, um, means that that there are fewer taxes going into the infrastructure in in the area. There are fewer taxes going into the public schools. Um, There are not as many job opportunities. So now you have this cyclical impact, this cyclical cycle (laughs) where, um, where less money, lower education, Which breeds higher crime, which breeds negative activity. So, you know, it was was a very strategic, unfortunate um, uh, couple of decades. And then you have an opportunity where uh, uh, these houses are not being invested in, the communities are not being invested in, you got deterioration, you got all this kind of crumbling infrastructure and stuff. Um, Yeah, so, you know, it's again, it's important to know. Kind of the history of it because it wasn't just baltimore city just rotted it out right <laughs> it was intentional policy um disinvestment and 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 um ne- ne-
0: ne- neglect excuse me that that caused this type of stuff so anyway that, go ahead that, that's um i was gonna say that that's really interesting i didn't obviously i didn't know i don't know baltimore i don't know anything about the area um and as far as I know, there's not really that that hasn't really happened anywhere in the UK. Obviously, we have nicer parts and 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 the parts that you mentioned where you know crime is high. You know, and, and unfortunately, those areas it's difficult for those areas to to come out of that because because various things, education, and all the things you mentioned. Right. So it's it's quite interesting to hear how bad it actually is in some parts around the world because you know. Or somewhere to be red lined and to be refused insurance refused lending it's quite scary because how on earth is that area meant to regenerate how is it meant to get back with other areas so are those areas the ones that you are specifically targeting to buy as long as it's beside it a nicer area is that is that right
1: yes that's that's right so um uh we we target areas that where um, uh, literally, and it's uh, people say that Baltimore's block to to block. Uh, if you're not from here, then you can you can think that you can run comps in a normal way, where you just you know carve out a mile radius and six months. And I will say no. In, in in Baltimore City, you have to really look at the blocks. The 1400 block of one street may be completely different than the 1500 block of the same street, and that's because of that red
0: red line effect. Like, yeah. that's fascinating so so do you think it will ever turn turn around do you think that we'll ever remove this red line or is that sort of indefinite like what so yeah great great question
1: so so at this point in in kind of the the world and policy redlining is not legal so it's completely gone Um, there's still some remnants and some impacts of it like um, housing prices may be significantly less in previously redlined areas um, yeah. but there's a lot of capital and a lot of intention from the state city federal to reverse those impacts. Oh, um, good. Good. Yeah. So, so things are actually flowing into the areas uh, where they previously weren't, which is great. And now's, now's a significant time. We've been talking to developers who've been doing this for 40, 50 years and they're like, wow, I've never seen this much investment in the city in the infrastructure new trees being planted, old houses being demoed and, and parks being recreated um, all these different types of things to help kind of spruce up and, 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 and make Baltimore City another great city. And we're part of that that, that change. So we see these yeah. large houses that are vacant and abandoned, and we go in, and um, oftentimes we can't, we can't see what the basement looks like or we can't go up to the second and third floor, but we take yeah. it on. We'll purchase it and we'll fix it up, and it'll be a brand-new, high-quality, beautiful home.
0: I mean, yeah, that, that, that's great. And, and not only are you guys making money, obviously helping others make money as well by doing the the construction work for them but also it's helping you you've mentioned community uh, a couple of times you know it's helping your local community it's it's i believe you know money is great and you know i'm motivated by money as a lot of people are but if once you've got money if you can give back and make money then then that's a good it's a win-win that's a really good place to be and if by by the sounds of things that's that's what you're doing. So, so fair play to you. And, and um, that's a really good thing that you're doing, I believe. Again, I don't know the Thank area, you. but it sounds really good what you're doing. Um, <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. And, and, and again, I think it's I think it's quite similar in a way to where the, the way a lot of developers and investors, like myself in, in, in England, will invest. We will look for rundown properties where we can mm-hmm. refurbish it, add value. Then we'll typically refinance once we've done the work, hit the new value to get our funds back out to go straight into the next deal. Is that kind of what, what you guys do as well? So once it's done up, you'll remortgage, pull some money out, next deal or sell. Is that kind of what you guys do? Exactly right. Yep. Yep. So we, we use
1: both strategies where, um, yes, we will we'll pull money out and we'll move on to, to the next deal. Uh, if that's a, a project or a house that we want to add to our rental portfolio or um, we'll, we'll sell the house. Um, home, home ownership is a significant way for folks to gain wealth and appreciation. Um, and we firmly believe in it. Now, you know, it's, it's, it's a loss for us because we've just done all this work. And, you know, you make a little pop of cash, which is great, but you can't really, um, uh, 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 you know, win from taxes and appreciation and long uh, term. Yeah, yeah but, um, but it is significant in our, in our overall philosophy where uh, we, we, we absolutely want to sell houses to be able to
0: create home ownership. I get a real sense of, um, sort of giving back from, from you, Kyle, I think that's a really nice thing. Um, Thank you. But if, if we just um, pull it back a little bit. So what do you find, I'm just thinking about majority of the listeners are UK based. We well, have listeners all over the world, but um, a lot of them are UK based. In a lot of industries in and lot, a lot of different um, sectors, things happen in America Before that happened in the UK, it kind of seems to work like that. Certain technology, certain things are happening. Is anything in the housing market that you're seeing recently? Maybe is it COVID's created or is there just anything that's going on in the US that maybe that might come across? or is anything that you can think of, anything that's relatively new, any trends that you're aware of?
1: I love that question. Um, I feel like I have a crystal ball and I can help your listeners out. <laughs> <laughs> Hope <so>. Hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, uh, interest rates are starting to rise. That's that's one thing. Um, yeah, too. And yeah, too. Every, yep, everybody knows about when interest rates rise that the different in, impacts. Um, one of the positive impacts is that People who are looking to buy houses, it, it kind of gets them off of, the, off of the fence. If they're kind of teetering, ah, I'll wait a little bit, interest rates rise, like, wait a second, I need to go ahead and buy this house before they, they rise even more. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's good. It'll help kind of give a little pop to the housing market at a great time as the weather gets warmer and everything gets nicer. Uh, it's, it's, it's really good timing there. Um, we are seeing that lumber prices uh, are still significantly higher than they were pre-COVID. Um, And with things going on, I don't want to get too down the rabbit hole here, but with things going on between Russia and everything, um, we anticipate that lumber prices will continue to increase. Um, We're at about 200% of the pre-COVID pricing. Uh, At its peak, it was about 300%. Um, So I I could see it uh, increasing to that 300% plus uh, over the next couple of months. Um, which obviously, you know, petroleum and, and things impacts plumbing supplies and impacts heavy machinery. So the construction industry is likely to uh, get a little more costly. Um, so our, our, our construction costs are probably going to go up, uh, which means, you know, the supply and demand and, and, and everything else, that means fewer people are going to build houses. Um, I keep reading reports that, that nationally here in, in the U.S., there's, there's a housing shortage. Um, so even though prices will go up, I do anticipate that, uh, sorry, even, even though construction costs will go up, I do anticipate that housing prices will continue to go up also, even though interest rates are rising. Um, you know, just a a, a few things there for you.
0: Yeah, I think, um, that, that, that has mirrored in the, in the UK already, um, construction's up, materials are up, house prices are up, there's still huge demand, housing shortage, which is interesting to to hear you know someone on the other side of the world say the same thing, yeah. so, um, so so yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, okay, so um, so we talked about a little bit of the growth section there. You built your portfolio. Your construction uh, firm is doing really well by the sounds of things. I read something online which I was really interested in. I thought it was very um, admirable um, of you guys. You and your wife. You coach a lot of people, but did I did I read that? Do you coach younger people and ch- children almost in terms of getting them into real estate and mindset and things. Is that, is, is that right? We do. Yes, yes, yes. So the children are the future,
1: right? <laughs> um, yeah. So we we do have a group coaching program where we, uh, where we help with kind of uh, ad- adults who want to learn real estate investing and uh, specifically in Baltimore City, because we have built a niche here. We know which companies to go for insurance. We know how to get through the permit process, all those types of things. Um, and we also carve out time uh, to make sure that we have students, uh, high school students, walk through our houses um, and kind of see behind the walls, almost for the first time for a, a lot of them, and tracing where the plumbing lines go, and okay, why are these joists x number of feet apart? Um, uh, where are the electrical lines, and just kind of see it, touch it, and feel it, because it's pretty cool for them um, to to be able to to do 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 that. Um, we hosted. A a a bus tour, and uh, for each bus tour, we make sure that we show them a house that 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 we own that we have not started. So it's one of those like deteriorated. There's no wall. There's you know a tree growing out of it. The concrete's messed up. Um, And they get to see that, and they're like, "Wow, this is overwhelming, right?" And then we take them to a house that we also own that's halfway finished. So we've already passed the mechanical inspection, the electrical inspection, the plumbing, and inspection um uh, and we don't have drywall up so you can still see but behind the walls everything that's going to go behind the walls and then we take them to a final house that we own that's that's listed um and it's staged and it's beautiful and it's got the appliances and the hardwood floors are polished and all that kind of fun stuff so they get to see every step of the process ideally we take them through houses that are similar or at least in a similar area Um, sometimes we have to take them a little bit further away which is fine but for but for folks to be able to see beginning, middle, and end, it's it's a it's a game changer.
0: I think um, that's, a, that's a really good concept. Um, and are these people? I get with adults, obviously. You know, there's there's a lot people doing that. You know, that's happening in the UK. Um, but are these are these younger people? Are these sort of people who are interested in becoming? a carpenter, electrician, a plumber, or is this people who are interested in real estate and the mindset and the financial stuff, or is it a bit of both?
1: Great question. A bit of both. And, um, and oftentimes it's people who, um, you know, their, their parents may not have the network that's 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 needed to expose them to different things um, whether that's real estate, construction, technology, medical, anything. Um, So, you know, they're, they're part of different programs that connect with, Folks like, like me and say, Hey, I know you're a real estate construction expert. Um, you can you know you're a developer, so you know the pro forma, the financial models, and everything. Um, can we bring a group of you know, 30, 40, 50 students, high school students, to come and talk with you? Um, so there are folks who may or may not be interested in it. They, they have not been exposed to it, so they don't know what they're interested in yet. Um, and my job is to smile and, and make it fun and make it exciting and say, hey, come on down into this in, in, into this area where real estate and construction is actually uh, a lot of fun
0: and profitable, and you know you can change your life and change your community. Yeah. Again, I I think it's I'm getting a really good vibe from you because you know you talked about giving back to the community and and we also talked about at the start this red line area. Unfortunately, when that was going on, it it. it obviously it impacted the people in that area in terms of the education and everything dropped. you're almost regenerating that by by teaching the kids and like you said children of the future I mean I would have loved at a young age to to get into stuff like that because I was into doing all the wrong things as a child <laughs> and drinking and drugs and all the stupid things that, yeah. that, that I was up to but you know if someone showed me because I've always had an interest in property I don't know if you have too you know, I've, I've always liked watching Million Dollar Listing and we have one in the UK, Homes Under the Hammer. And, you know, what watching these type programmes, had that interest from a year, early age, but if someone showed me, you know, the start of a project, the middle of a project and a finished project at that age and explained the mindset behind getting out of the rat race and property, I mean, oh my God, I, I'd probably be three or four times, I would have achieved three or four times more than I have done now by my age, you know? So I think that's a great thing that you're doing. And I want to actually, you know, I hope someone listening could could try and replicate that in the UK because why couldn't we approach universities and colleges and schools um, and offer that service free to show people around, you know, that, that can only be a good thing. Um, yeah, I agree. The,
1: the, the very first kind of construction site that I, I stepped on was my own. Right to your point, like what? What if I had seen it at, at high school age instead of in my twenties?
0: Yeah, exactly. It can. It can literally. Sh- you know. I think most people have a, a catalyst in their life, a, a turning point, a moment that changed everything. I was buying properties for six six years, I think, before I read Rich Dad whos Dad, and then when I read that book, I'm sure you've read it too. Yeah. That was the one for me that the penny dropped, light bulb moment, and then it was heavy investment from then on um that was kind of my point of real estate but can you imagine having that at age 16 age 15 you know can you'd be you know it it, it's going to impact many lives i I feel if 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 you could if you could do that um just a couple of questions that i thought i want to try and i want to try and get something from you that can hopefully inspire the inspire the uk listeners so do you have any creative ways of, of of purchasing property? I know you mentioned you target specific areas. You, I mean some people in the UK we put letters through the door, we try and target certain areas. There's a few quirky things that we do, but do you have any sort of quirky or different ways to to acquire properties? Yeah. So we
1: we uh we'll go direct to seller. Um most times I should say. Uh, so we, we will send letters out to them. Um, uh, we've even uh, uh, driven to their house if they live close by and introduce ourselves, um, knock on the door and just say, hey, I'm in the area. I'm doing a house not too yeah. far away. Looks like yours is abandoned. What do you want to do? Right. <laughs> um, no we have uh, uh, we purchased uh, houses directly from from the city. So the city takes possession of houses um, and we'll, we'll acquire them that way. Uh, we are actually both my wife and I serve on the, on a board of an affordable housing nonprofit. So, um, through the nonprofit, we can, uh, uh, uh raise money and then purchase houses that way through auction or through uh, another means. In fact, uh, just a couple of days ago, we, we acquired five additional lots, brand new lots that we're going to build brand new houses on for permanently affordable, uh, income restricted, uh, home, home, homeowners. Um, you know, we, we use a, a lot of different kind of tactics to to find houses. At this point, with our, rec- our brand recognition, um, with our, uh, our track record, um, we get so many emails a day with different op- opportunities. Um, it's, it's, it's nice to be on this side of it, where wholesalers and, and others are reaching out to us, um, saying that, that they want to sell their houses to us. Um, but one thing that, that we make sure that we do not do is we, we do not displace folks. So um, if somebody lives in a house, whether it's a renter or a homeowner, uh, that's not a house that, that that we buy. We only buy abandoned houses.
0: Hmm, I like that. I like that. Um, and Yeah, it, it does kind of get... I, I was going to say easier it gets easier in a way the longer you do it the reputation yeah. thing. <laughs> but in, in Newcastle, where where I'm from and where most of my properties are, I know all the estate agents. You know, I know all the agents yep. that they send me the deals, and and you can only get to to that stage. You know, sort of once you've done it a while and once you've built that reputation. But once you're there you know, it's, it's a good place, right? <laughs> it's a good place to <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's exactly right. I get
1: text messages and, and, uh, picture messages and stuff. My, my phone number is the same phone number that I had in ninth, ninth grade. So like, you know, my number's out there. People send me mail. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's
0: take a look at it and see what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, I think it's been a really different episode. I think there's, there's definitely some gems in there. And, and one thing I've I've, I've realised by speaking to you is there's a lot of similarities between America and the UK. You know, there the really is a lot of the things you've said there is what's going on in the UK, um, which is a good sign, I feel. You know, it's, it's, it's not miles apart. It's not very, very different. Because then one of them is going to catch up with the other one and, and you, you don't know which one. And, and I just want to, you know, say congrats for, for what you're doing in your area it seems amazing you seem like you're regenerating it you're helping a lot of people not only helping homeowners but you're helping others get into property and young people which I think is is, is amazing um, you. and what you're doing man so so fair play to you um, thank you what, what I ask all, all the guests well sorry Khalil, um, what's 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 going to happen in the future for you guys for Charm City Buyers where do you want to go what's the big aspirations what's next Yeah.
1: So, um, we do have big dreams and big goals, right? We started from, from rags and we're moving into riches. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, uh, currently, um, we were recently awarded, uh, probably about six or seven months ago, we were awarded the rights to build 50 brand new houses, um, over by Johns Hopkins hospital, one of the premier hospitals in the world. Um, and we are, our site is about three blocks away. So it's, you know, prime area, um, uh, the 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 lots have been all demoed again from significant resources from the state and city, um, and they're looking to build brand new houses here. So uh, we would do a combination of single family houses as well as du- duplexes for a total density of about 68 units. Um, these houses are going to be, uh, all, a, a small carve out of them is going to be uh, set aside for affordable. Um, we've got economic inclusion. Requirements where we have to hire women owned businesses, minority owned businesses, locally owned businesses at a certain percentage. Um, uh, But this is going to be a significant development for us where um, we get to really scale up fast and say, hey, you know, we're, yes, we've done the scattered site houses, like a little bit here, a little bit there, but now, like, let's name a community. Let's create an area where it's next to a brand new park and there's a playground and there's all these different amenities for us to 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 build onto. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun as we continue growing and scaling. um, uh, Everything we do, we lift as we climb. So we make sure that we learn rentals. Now we can teach that we learn flips. Now we can teach that. We're learning, we, we, we learned uh, like commercial and development, now we can teach that. So now as we kind of continue scaling and growing, our, 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 our mentees and our group coaching program, they learn every step of, of the way. And the, the kids, the high school kids, they learn too. Um, so uh, our next step, apartments. We want to do 100, 150, 250, 300 unit apartment complexes in and around the Baltimore area. Eventually, we're going to have to branch out to different states and different areas. Maybe we'll come over to the UK. Um, okay. okay. yeah. <laughs> but that is, excuse me, that is absolutely in our in our next uh, kind of one to, to three year plan to start really, I'd, I'd even say sooner, uh, maybe maybe one to, to a year and a half plan. Um start acquiring some, some larger commercial multis and, and do some very significant, uh, stabilization work, um, uh, as well as kind of taking it from, you know, C or B, uh, class up to B and A class. Um, uh, we've got some mentors that are pushing us into the, uh, the commercial mixed use and retail spaces. Uh, so excited about that. Um, and, and we're, we're, we're at a point now, Terry, where, okay, great. You know, we've done all this stuff. We've, we've, we've done it kind of on our own, right? The the only owners of Charm City Buyers are Khalil and Kiera. There's no other equity partners or anything. Um, but we're at a place now where it's like, okay, now let's actually do things the way that the larger companies do. So let's let's you know look at look at a fund, and and start to bring in in in, in investors and allow folks to participate with us so that we can uh, hit these goals a little bit sooner and amplify ourselves with our over 600 group coaching students who are adults. Um, who have learned from us and are are significantly acquiring properties in the Baltimore city area. Um, We can, we can target an area and say, okay, you know, you take three, you take five, you take seven, and we just go block by block and continue to raise the value and also eliminate the vacants um, and everybody gain, gain
0: wealth. Everybody wins. I love that. Um, Yeah. Big aspirations, big goals. I love that as well. And, I, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this, something that you just made us think about there recently. As I was speaking to a big developer in the in Northern England and he was talking about changing a skyline, you know, changing mm. the, the way a city looks or a town or whatever a, a place looks. And imagine, you know, you're building this community of 60 odd units. You know, imagine in 20, 30 years, you take your children there and you say, you know, I was involved in changing the way Baltimore looks. I mean, that's a money's great, but something like that is like you change the footprint, the shape of a city for forever. That's a it's an amazing thing, right? Um, yeah. Now you're talking legacy, right? Yeah, like, it's proper legacy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, that's right. No, I love that, and uh, you, you should go for mayor one day, the mayor of Baltimore. <laughs> i I I know you mentioned going out of area but you seem like you you love baltimore i can see that you know you're you're passionate about it and you want to help and and change it so so fair play Uh, Um, just the last couple of of questions i ask everybody is the show's called the rags to riches show but you can be rich in many different things. You can be rich monetary, you can be rich in assets, rich in health, rich in relationships, whatever. Um, but that phrase being rich, what does that mean to you, Khalil? What what does that phrase mean? I love that. Um,
1: being rich to me, it means uh, uh, being rich, being well-rounded um, spiritually, mentally, physically, health-wise, financially, relationships, community, um, just just having uh, an above average um, kind of uh, uh, wellness and richness in all of those fields. Um, you know, you, you can't have one without the other. And when one suffers, it eventually impacts the others. Um, so being rich and even being wealthy to me really means uh, being able to, to balance all of those different pieces so that your glass is full and then you can begin to pour into others. If your glass is empty, you can't pour. Um, and in order to to do that, uh, for me, I have to be rich and I have to be rich in mind, body, soul, spirit, energy, community, relationships,
0: health, all of it. Yeah, man, love that answer. I, 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 I see a lot of them things that you just said that to, to my team, my staff and in the businesses that I run. And in my book, I just wrote a book and, and a lot of it's about that. It's about. You know, you can have everything, Conny. You, you can be healthy, fit. You can have a great relationship with your children and your your partner. You can be wealthy. You can be happy. And you can do it all, you? Yeah? And and I'm kind of in, in, in agreement with you. Like, being rich isn't just having lots of money or it isn't being really, really fit and having a six-pack. Because if you've got a six-pack six and no money, what's, what's the point? And if you've got right. loads of money and you're really overweight and unhealthy, what's the point? Yep. You know, why not have it all? Um, Love that, love that. And if people want to reach out, to your killer if people want to follow your journey, your story, if they want to get in touch about the coaching or anything, and um, what's the best way for them to find you and get in touch? So the best,
1: the best way to find us is charmcitybuyers.com dot uh, and we are Charm City Buyers across all social media platforms. So Charm City Buyers on Instagram, Charm City Buyers on YouTube, Charm City Buyers on LinkedIn, Charm City Buyers on Twitter, Charm City Buyers on Facebook. We got in early and we were able to trademark that name and (laughs) get Charm City Buyers everything. Um, For 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 those who don't know that the nickname of Baltimore City is Charm City, um, because it's a very charming city. The architecture, the music, the culture, the food uh, it it brings a lot of charm out. Um, So when we decided the the brand name for us, Charm City Buyers was a no-brainer.
0: Charm City Buyers, love that. I'm certainly going to be following your story and keeping in touch. Think you're a great guy. Um, and thank you so much for coming on, on the show, Khalil. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for having me, Terry. Thanks, Matt. Hi, everyone. Just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could pop on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more attention the podcast gets. And then it enables me to get even better guests and give even more inspiration and even more motivation to you guys. So I'd really appreciate it if you popped onto Apple Podcasts, left us a review, shared the podcast with your friends and family, and plenty on social media to try and grow the podcast, which enables me to inspire you guys even more. Thank you so much. I'm really, really grateful. I really appreciate it and have a fantastic day.